Brian and Jen podcast with the picturesque yet profound, supremely pretty, my puppy love, Jennifer Horn. (laughs) My puppy love? Are you a 50s singer? I'm just doing alliteration at the beginning of every podcast. I'll stop doing it then. Here's Jennifer. No, she's I a conservative. Like it. And now she's so conservative. You want me to get right into it now? You don't like my charming little introduction? I appreciate charming, but. You have to say it's... something nice about me and then I'm coming after you. You are funny. Wow, a lot of enthusiasm. You are brilliant. Thank you. You are a supreme broadcaster. Oh, you know what? I'm not. You have a great heart. Oh, that's so true, though. But I mean, it's, ah. you are my best buddy friend, Whoa. boy. I am blushing over here. And you're hardly ever right about politics. That is, I think, really, I think you've spoken for those who hear the Brian and Jen podcast. Now, here we are still in the days of COVID-19. Um since the last Brian and Jen podcast, there has or the national conversation continues to be began and continues to be from basically everyone. But the opinion or the prescription, no pun intended, mm-hmm. that the doctors have for moving forward with what President Trump clearly wants to do is relax. Uh, and he said it, the social uh, social distancing. And uh, let's hear from a couple of doctors first, because I, you look, I said the, the doctors or just a couple of doctors. Like I, the brought, doctors, I right? brought a few in for guys that used to treat me in New York out of a van. Oh, that they, sounds reputable. Hey, let me check your, uh, you got bed. Hey, get your old man down here. You got a you knee replacement. those doctors left from that facility, that lovely uh, <clears throat> hospital you checked into on the beach in Malibu uh, <clears throat> for about a month? <clears throat> yeah. By the way, yeah, well, yeah, there's real doctors. What do you, t- well, yeah, of course. I didn't say are they real doctors. I said you have any of those doctors lying around. Well, they don't do social distancing. They do get away from me completely and never come back. Actually, gotcha. they don't. No, they don't do that. They say come back, keep unless coming. Unless you're back. serious, go away. Unless you're serious. Hey, by the way, I will tell you something about rehabilitation mm-hmm. from the recovery community. Mm-hmm. At that place I went to back in the, BC before Corona, when I had a lot of uh, MD mucho <laughs> dinero, mm-hmm. I went to that place in Malibu because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I. Malibu, for those of you that don't know, is a community that has a lot of facilities that help rich people kick whatever habit might be intruding upon their life. Whitman, are Go you, ahead, back to you. Are you carrying a rattle or are those antidepressants? <laughs> what? No, it's a rattle. It's a childhood thing. It's a security blanket if you will. Uh, okay, you go. So I went, and if you leave one guy, I, I should say this, Brian and Jen podcast, a very nice guy, by the way. Uh, I don't want to say any more than that. He was there for – I was there. You know, I stayed. I did the 30 days, please. Good I'm for a, you. I'm a resolution, commitment-minded You're guy. no quitter. <laughs> now, that's not nice because people have well, – you stuck it out. I did stick it out. right? I mean, you You're know, every – Right. So on like the – this guy shows up. His name was Mike. On the fourth day, he came to uh, – they would take us to the gym, like to high-end gyms in, you know, where, you know – Barbara Streisand was. I hated it. I hated, mm-hmm. but I actually then began to like it, and it was a wonderful experience. Michael comes back, and he's talking like me and one of the counselors are standing around, you know, like in Malibu, sipping lemonade, and I'm wearing a like a like a Kentucky Derby hat. I was very ritzy. That's a joke. <laughs> I know. He approaches us and he says, "I just had a great workout." 
I said, fantastic. Mike, you look great, by the way. Because when you came in the other night vomiting upstairs and nobody could sleep, it was, mm-hmm. I, I thought bad things. Not for you personally, but I thought, wow, that guy's going to have a tough time. Right. He said, well, yeah, but you know, I just had a great workout. I was talking to my, how about this, my private trainer over there. And I'm like, oh, I don't belong here. Send me to Staten Island where your father just keeps hitting you until you stop doing stupid things. <laughs> And he said, so she, you know, she was like doing everything in the world and she just told herself she's going to stop. And you know what? It worked for her. And I said, yeah. oh, yeah, that's awesome. And the counselor said, well, you know, that's good for her. And then he says this. So I'm leaving today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I went, whoa, hold How'd up. that turn <laughs> out? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so what they do is to answer your original question, if you, ha- you have to pay up front and if you leave a balance – they say this to you, speaking of social distancing and leaving, they say, we'll keep your balance here on your account for when you return. Wow. That's what they do. And they know that you will because that's you're it. not following the program. That's right. They say, well, yeah, I can, maybe we'll see you in a month or maybe exactly. two they weeks. Exactly. They you'll be back. They, that's right. <laughs> that guy was a great guy. He had a little issue with um, – he was in a big tourist city here in, on the western side of the country, Brian and Jen podcast from L.A. And the last thing he remembered, he told me he was without clothing in the hallway Ooh. of a place where they gamble. Mm-hmm. And I said, woof. Well, I think you're at the right that's place. That's problematic there. actually. Well, uh, Yeah. It's actually uh, really, in many ways, uh, the only place you can go after that move is, is, is yeah, okay. a facility. So social distancing. These are not my doctors. These are <clears throat> America's doctors. The renowned immunologist, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Do you know, Jennifer Horn, how many American presidents Dr. Fauci has worked for? I think the number is, is it five? Ooh, you're so close. <clears throat> Try again. Six is Six. it. Yes. Okay. See, I knew I was close. Dr. Fauci is talking about, you know, what President Trump is trying to do here is to reintroduce businesses that are opening and, and a normalcy that is more tangible and mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, to American life. Uh, Fauci here says a lot of places will have to need to have certain things in place for that to happen. The minimum thing is that you've got to be able to identify isolate, get out of circulation, and do adequate and appropriate contact tracing as new cases arise. If you start pulling back on mitigation, physical separations, there will be infections. The real proof of the pudding of the success of this reentry is how quickly and effectively you identify them, you get them out of circulation, you give them care where needed, and you do contact tracing so that you don't have a beginning of a, of a peak. If you don't have that, then you may have some difficulty, and that's what we're concerned about when we tell people what, what they really need to have in place. There is going to be a great deal of variability. It probably would be a rolling entry into it with some states actually doing nothing different because they're still in a really difficult situation and you would not want to relax any of the physical separation guidelines and others that would be doing really much better. So it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. Jennifer, you seem to be more enthusiastic about this plan. I, uh, oddly enough, I'm the – well, you call me a lovable liberal, and I hope I am to you because mm-hmm. you're my friend. You're conservative. Conservatives are usually more cautious, more status quo, don't change things. 
However, what we're going through right now is a big change. Granted, understood. I think we can be cautious and careful and not lose who we are as a country. I, I'm so disheartened by what's happening. And it's not because I take lightly COVID-19. I think it's very serious. I don't want to get it. I don't want people that I love to get it. I don't want anybody to get it. But I also think there are a lot of dangers that come with just shutting down a country and cowering in fear at home. And I think there are a lot of civil liberties that are being trampled on right now that we will never get back. Back if we don't start to get back to the way of life that we knew a month ago. And I, I mean that with all the seriousness in my heart. This do. is not this do. is not political. This is about loving and respecting the country that I was born in and wanting it not to change fundamentally. And I think we're headed in that direction if we don't get back to work. And I believe, because we are the greatest country on the planet, that we can do both things. We can keep people safe. Yes. And we can still get people back up and working and having purpose have having purpose in their lives. But one thing humankind can't do is dictate forces of nature. We can't uh, remember uh, guys on and this is political and we're not political specifically at this time. But some of my conservative friends would say, you know, climate change, you can't change it. If it's a force of nature, uh, you have to deal with it. And we've mitigated it. And to your point, the social distancing uh, in parts of the country, New York, saw a less grim reality than was projected. Uh, We broadcast, I said a moment ago, from Southern California, Los Angeles, where Jen and I do the Morning Answer radio show in Southern California. California was spared many of the grim realities that New York had to endure because of social distancing. We do see results from this. I would hate to see us go and uh, and uh, because of. And uh, let me say it the right way that's respectful because of an enthusiasm and a patriotism, even a love of our American life to to hurry back to that in in the face of maybe a fact set from a doctor that's that dictates otherwise would would be a shame. Obviously, it would be the doctors are saying we can start get back getting back to normal and that we just have to do it in stages. But let me ask you this question. Yeah. And this is not to put you on the spot. Oh, it's fine. But did you get a flu shot last year? I never get it. Okay, why is the question? Last year, sixty-one thousand people died of the flu. Oh, don't That's go back to far the flu more. now. Don't no, no, no. This is believe me. This is listen okay. to what I'm saying here. Sure. This is not a connection or conflation of whether or not coronavirus is worse or you know. It's this is not about what's worse. More fatal, Obviously, right. coronavirus is more contagious than the flu. It can be very detrimental to older people. So can the flu. But the the thing is this: the flu kills people every single year, and people don't just lock up and stay indoors to avoid it. They oh. actually go out there and they take precautions to keep themselves away from getting sick. That's Understood. number one. Well, may I comment on that very briefly, my love? Yeah, and just actually, it just goes along with this. Take two seconds. H1N1, we never stayed home. More people died, and it was more contagious than COVID-19. The same thing with SARS and MERS. It was more deadly than COVID-19. Seasonal so flu. can't just shut down. Yeah, understood. And uh, it's been said by all the, this is COVID-19, coronavirus. COVID-19 is the disease that triggers coronavirus, uh, and it needs a host. It needs a human body to, to live in. Uh, it is not the flu. Uh, it, it is not as cont- it is more contagious than the seasonal flu. The mm-hmm. 1918 influenza was the example we all go to. And you talked about the lockdown and the, and the stay at home orders more than 95 percent of the country living under uh, the the um, and, and that was because of the. The transmission rate, the spread, flatten the curve, uh, stop the spread. These terms that have become just part of our dialogue. I guess what I'm getting at is that 
I do think that there's a way to practice personal responsibility in keeping yourself safe and keeping away from other people. And if you're feeling sick, staying home and doing all of those things without telling certain businesses that they can't operate or without without being able to have people go to church, I think there are ways to be safe. I think, once again, we can do both. We can go back to some semblance of normal and still manage until there's a vaccine or more readily available treatments, be able to live in kind of this gray area i think that's possible you asked me a moment ago of you said it was a person it's very uh, thank you you asked me a, a very fair question if i got the flu shot and the answer is no i i would uh, ask for uh permission to to offer by the way this is a little an observation of your behavior here during the brian and jen podcast mm-hmm. sure and what you're suggesting you would like to do now and i just ask you my love mm-hmm. my best friend uh you became here around the podcast in the radio studios. You earned a nickname, the Bleach Queen. Because <laughs> I spray it all down. You spray it all down. You take it very seriously. And there was a morning that we were doing the morning radio show, getting set to record Brian and Jen podcast. And you came in, and it was different than the day before because you were spraying heavily. And do you remember I looked at you and smiled? I said, what happened? And we right. kind of shared a laugh mm-hmm. in that awkward moment, right? And uh, you have been very, very vigilant. And so you're telling me that, say, Tonight, you'd go to your favorite restaurant and sit uh, 12 inches away from another diner? 110%. If you ask me Why? to go to Whisper's right now. But what changed? Nothing changed. In fact, I'd still bleach and spray down my workspace tomorrow morning. See, here's the thing. I've actually been, because I have a couple of jobs, both of them are deemed essential, I actually haven't been staying in, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had the luxury of following the stay at home order. I'm actually still out there living my normal life on my normal schedule. So what am I doing? Practicing personal responsibility, which is a person I've always been. So now I come in and because there is this more contagious thing that's out there, I wipe everything down, but I'm still at work. I'm still operating. I still have purpose. I still have a place to go every single day. I think so. Interesting. it's a blend of personal responsibility and still staying out there. And it's, it's, Something I hope for all of us to get back to. I want to say something that is not at all designed to offend anyone. It is not said for the purpose of sounding bombastic or or being or, or being offensive. I don't want to do that. Because I felt this a little bit myself as we go through these days and these days and these weeks as you hear us on the Brian and Jen podcast. All of us. Some of us. I know I have had these thoughts. I would ask you if you're having these thoughts, Jen, and folks who are hearing the show, if you haven't been a person who has been infected at this day with so many days behind us and challenging days ahead, no doubt, are you beginning to feel like you just won't get sick? No. Not at all. I think, it, look, I have asthma. I have a lot of things that could lead to me getting this coronavirus. Forbid, God heaven, forbid. Heaven, heaven forbid. It is not that I'm being arrogant. I actually, like I just told you, I don't want to get it. I don't want anybody I love to get it. I don't want anybody to get it, more importantly. But is there I one- also don't think that we can cower at home. I haven't been cowering at home, but I've been taking care of myself, washing my hands, cleaning my workspace, wearing the mask when they ask me to wear the mask. I've been doing all of that stuff. Wondering what life will be like after the best news about this worst thing what will what will linger in terms of dr fauci said uh a couple of weeks ago maybe his words the compulsive hand washing he thinks will stay a lot of people won't be shaking hands anymore i would ask you and we'll wrap up on this if we return to a sense of normalcy regionally some municipalities some states obviously in a better position to broaden what's available and open than others are what is the one sort of social engagement or the one component of American life that you're not prepared to go back to tomorrow? 
for you personally, um, Jen? Maybe like you know, shaking hands. I'd actually rather give someone a hug than shake hands. I think shaking hands is more dangerous because it's your hand on hand contact. So maybe I would if if there isn't a vaccine or if there isn't the the hydroxychloroquine or whatever the treatment is readily available, I might still take a pause on shaking hands. But I would actually go back to hugging you. Oh, I would love that. That's true. Yeah, I would hug you right now in the hallway. On a bed? I don't go out there right now. Let's I think the human resources department has some. <laughs> Can we no, have we're a tape doing of that? It in a oh, no, no, place. Sorry, can I have a tape of that, please? Because I think there's a settlement in there for me. Some a butt play. <laughs> I'll give you the biggest hug in the world, but not I'm not com- you know what, Jennifer? We have to take this slow, you and me. Oh boy. See, you gotta stop watching that scene. You're getting too afford. <laughs> too afford. You're afford. We thank you for joining us and and uh, stay vigilant and uh, be mindful. And listen to the doctors, and uh, we will, and we we have in very high numbers. We have together. We have gotten through a portion of this, and for some areas of America, over what they thought the peak would be. So we thank you for letting us just be a part of of uh, of this, and most importantly, for you being with us here. Absolutely on the Brian and Jen podcast. It's my-